Welcome to the Monday cross-reference episode of the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. Today, rather than looking at John's Gospel as we normally would on a Monday, we're going to look at another Bible story that will provide us some background when we come to look at our verse from John on Thursday. Today, we'll be thinking about Abraham and Isaac. I will stop and breathe in your presence Just breathe Just breathe When Isaac was a young man, The Lord called upon Abraham for a supreme act of obedience. God told Abraham, Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. When Abraham heard this word, he immediately began splitting wood for the trip. Then he gathered Isaac, two servants, and a donkey and set out for Mount Moriah. The mountain was some 50 to 60 miles away and it would have taken the group about three days to get there. You can be sure that Abraham had plenty of time to think along the way. This had to have been the most trying, anguished time of his life. In his mind, his son was likely already dead. Abraham himself was now nearly 130 years old, we're told, and Isaac was about 30. The patriarch had watched his son grow into manhood, laughing with him, hugging him and teaching him the ways of the Lord. And now, after years of childlessness and waiting for God's promise to be fulfilled, he was being asked to give up the one thing dearest to his heart. God's instruction to Abraham had to be as confusing as it was anguishing. Abraham knew Isaac was the promised seed through whom nations would come. This was the son he and Sarah had waited for so long to have, the one who would provide the very lineage of the Messiah. Nevertheless, Abraham was willing to give up his son in full faith. Think about it. He made this journey without once questioning God on the matter. Can you imagine the strength this required? We have to remember Abraham was a human being just like us, with similar feelings and weaknesses, yet he made a difficult decision to obey the Lord based only on faith. And I certainly find myself wondering where on earth he could have got that measure of faith to obey such a hard word from. When Abraham arrived at the foot of Mount Moriah, He instructed his two servants to stay behind while he and Isaac went to make the sacrifice. He made his way up the mountain, carrying the sacrificial knife and the burning censer, and Isaac walked behind him carrying the wood. Now you're probably wondering, a bit like me at this point in the story, why would the Lord demand a human sacrifice when the Old Testament tells us that he hated that practice? But what we need to remember is that God was birthing a people, a nation of faith through this event. This whole scenario was crucial in showing later generations that animal sacrifice alone could not atone for human sin. One day there would have to be a human sacrifice, one that was holy and pure, and it would involve someone willing to lay down his life for all of humankind. Simply put, Abraham's journey was an illustrated sermon about the Messiah. It pointed to the future sacrifice that would be made by Jesus Christ for the sins of the world. And so when they finally arrived at the mountaintop, Abraham prepared to slay his son. As he bound Isaac and laid him upon the altar, 
His son must have obliged. After all, Isaac was an adult, a full-grown man, and Abraham was old, so his son could easily have wrestled him down. And so for this reason, I believe that Isaac must have been acting in faith in this story too. And so we come to the point where the godly man lifted the knife. He was ready to thrust it through the heart of his beloved son. And then suddenly he stopped by a voice from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh. What an amazing miracle of provision. The whole time that Abraham was preparing to slay his own son, God had a sacrificial animal ready nearby. He must have caused it to wander up the hillside and as it foraged for food, its horns got tangled in a bush. Here we have a glorious new discovery of God's nature. He revealed himself to Abraham, we're told, as Jehovah Jireh, literally the Lord who sees. Although it's perhaps better translated as the God who will see to it or the Lord will provide. I don't know about you, But I've known people to point to their new cars and smile and say, look at what God's provided for me. Or to look at any manner of other things, their family or their houses or whatever it may be. But that's not who God is. And that's not what his provision means. If you see God only as a supplier of material things, you've missed the point. Paul describes it well when he says, God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. This is the provision that he offers. Not material things, not objects. He's not some great Santa in the sky. The promise of the Lord, his provision, is that he will wipe away all of our sins. And the story of Jesus and the verse that we'll look at on Thursday tells us that he did it. Jehovah Jireh, the God who will see to it, saw to it that the penalties of our sins would be paid through his Son, Jesus Christ. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now Going through a storm, but I won't go down I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out You would cross an ocean
so clear what it's all about So stay by my side When the sun goes I know.